0: Welcome, everyone. I'm John Hubbard, student pastor at North Star
1: Baptist Church. I'm Gary Breeding, the associate pastor at North Star Baptist Church, and we're back with our podcast, Christ in the Arena.
0: And just as a, a reminder, we are focused uh, on the idea of Christ in the arena uh, based on uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Um, Just the idea of of Christ being in the arena of our lives, as well as uh, discussing different parts um, of how Christ has impacted us, um, athletes, coaches, teachers in, in our area. So today
1: we are going to kind of introduce ourselves a little bit. John, do you want to go
0: kind of where you grew up and explain that a little bit? yeah so uh just to to let everyone in on a little bit of our lives giving them a a background to get to know us um i I was i was born um in a town uh, in north carolina shelby north carolina um grew up uh not too far from there right outside of of lincolnton um my uh just just a just a brief family uh, history. My um, my parents split when uh, when I was around uh, one year old, maybe maybe a little later than that. Um, and uh, my mom decided to to take me, and uh, we we moved in with my grandparents for a while. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of kind of the beginning of my story. Um, just with. Uh, with my family situation there my uh my mom leaving my dad and um just kind of goes into a lot of my childhood um growing up without that that father figure in in my life um and so that's kind of that's kind of the the jump start of of my life in early childhood um what about you gary how how uh can you tell us a little bit about you growing
1: up well yeah, i grew up in the the great coal mining town of Grundy, Virginia Um, have a brother and a sister Um, my dad uh, worked in the mines until uh, the mines kind of shut down because of it was a what we would call a union mine so they would shut down, it shut down because of I did guess union problems or whatever. And it increased my dad's drinking while he was laid off and he was laid off for, for a while. Um, so, you know, I, I, grew up in a family where, you know, my dad was like one of the greatest dads you could ever ask for when, when he wasn't drinking. But yeah. when he, uh, when he was drinking, he was probably one of the meanest people you could ever be around. Um, my mom went to work, she would get up, go to work around three o'clock in the morning, uh, work till about 11 or 12. Uh, go to bed for a little while if I had a game, practice or anything, she she went to my games, uh, took me to practice, uh, didn't have a lot, didn't. We were by no means have a lot of money growing up, but uh, always, always had made ends meet. Didn't grow up in church, and I know you—you kind of grew up in church, right? Yeah, so
0: um, you know, my my father uh, was actually a, a pastor up until the time um, you know my my mom left, and uh, so that was that was a uh, an interesting an interesting hurdle um, there. Uh, my my father kind of fell into um, some some different struggles, um, kind of leading to. Uh, the decision of my mom to to, to take us and go, and um, and so you you mentioned your dad, and so my father had uh, you know he, he had become an, um, a user of, of alcohol and and various drugs, and um, and so that that definitely impacted me growing up as well. Growing uh, growing up with my my mom and my grandparents, um, there there wasn't many many times the church was open that, that I wasn't there. Um, and so, uh, I, I grew up knowing all of the, um, all of the, the main Bible stories and, uh, you know, going to, to VBS every summer and all those things, um, that you think of, of a, of a typical, you know, kid growing up in church. Um, but, uh, it, it, it was, there was, there was still something missing kind of going into, into high school. Um so uh, you know, your your experience growing up um and in high school out of out of church, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, well, and you know, I, I think what the most amazing thing is God put us together later in life and we both had this same fascination with the same sport. Uh yeah, the game yeah. of basketball. And I think the game of basketball, um I would say you know, I kind of compare it to one of our kids at church all the time. You know who I'm talking about without saying his name. But, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, basketball became my own type of religion. I feel like that was um, my way of escaping. Um, yeah. I, I could go and play b- basketball and with my friends at, at the local elementary school or, or wherever at the Y and it was my way of escaping some of the some of the stuff. But growing growing a, growing up in a family that didn't focus on church or Christ. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to have an uncle that lived really close to me that wanted me in church. But uh, you know, my, my again my my parents I want I shouldn't say my parents uh, it, it just just wasn't a. Priority, I guess, would be the the best word yeah, to say. Yeah. But you know, VBS was always open there in the summer um, at a local Church of Christ. Which the funny thing was, I remember going and playing basketball some mornings and see the parking lot of that church, yeah, just covered with people. And I'm, me and my buddies are out there playing basketball at the same time church was going on. Yeah, so. Um, you know, and, and the strange part, John, is that um, I always saw a church, too, growing up that um, some pastors in our, our area and also the time I was growing up, I would see television pastors mm-hmm. that yeah. were getting in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I always hear things about church and Christ and God. And you shouldn't sin. You shouldn't do this. And then all of these people that are supposed to be in charge of the churches and these huge people on TV that's supposed to be pastors. I saw them going to—you know—getting in trouble, going to jail, yeah, uh, yeah. cheating on their spouses. And you know, one thing my grandfather always told me—you uh, know—you uh, know—once you're married, you know, that, that's a bond. Even though I didn't grow up in church, he always told me, you know, that's yeah. that's a bond so um that was that was kind of strange for me seeing all of that growing up but uh you know I, I again i i didn't i didn't see church but what i did see a lot was a lot of great people around me yeah and sometimes it was hard for me to put together okay these people are different for a reason. Yeah. And that difference was, as I found out later in life, was Christ. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get it then. And, and the other strange thing was, and I've shared this in church before, uh, I can't remember maybe one or two people besides my uncle that actually invited me to church. Like, I know you said in yeah. high school that yeah. there was more of that
0: with you, would invite your friends to church. Yeah. But I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so, for, I mean, for me, you know, and, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, um, you know, I, I grew up in church, and, and, and I walked down the aisle, and I, and I prayed the prayer with our pastor. Um, I was probably seven or eight years old, and as I grew up going into high school, um, it, it was a lot of that same situation. You know, I saw, I saw people who, who, who had something I didn't have. And, you know, for me, it, it was, it was a curious thing because I, I had, I had said that prayer, you know, when I was little, I had, I had done all the right things. I had been at, at church and, um, almost, almost would just say I was, I was a, a good person. Right. 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 But, um, so, you know, a, a big part of my story is. Um, it actually actually kind of happens in my sophomore year of high school, um, and 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 one of those people who showed me uh, that she had something different um, uh, was a girl named Sadie. And uh, I, I didn't get a whole lot accomplished in chemistry class outside of um, you know talking <laughs> talking to this girl, and <laughs> um, and, and uh, so anyways, you know. I, in our conversations, I just noticed like there was something different, you know, and uh, you know she would talk to me about different things that that they did at her church and different experiences they had, and um, so so kind of getting to know her and her story, I, I I felt I felt like once again she she had something that I wanted, um, and so uh a a little bit further down the down the road in that semester and uh you know we we find out they they announced over the intercom that that she was in a a horrible car accident and so um obviously that that kind of began a a hard day at school for for our whole school i mean we we had a large school but um everyone knew who she was and so uh, it kind of just wrecked, wrecked our community, um, and so later on that day, they, they, they made the announcement that, uh, you know, her, her two brothers who were also in the car were fine, uh, but that it, it didn't look like she was going to make it. Wow. Um, and so, as, as I was learning from her, you know, she had something that I was curious about, and. Like I said, the whole community was kind of wrecked in in this this situation her her father was the pastor of one of the local churches, and so no no lie we we probably waited two and a half three hours just to talk to the family uh, during their services and um, you know at, as a as a high school kid you know I, I didn't really know what to say in that situation All right um don't really know how to comfort the the family or anything like that. I don't nor, think some adults can <laughs> yeah, even you know, say some um, stuff in that situation. But but one of the biggest things that changed my life, Gary, was when when I finally got there. You know, all I could say was, "I'm sorry." Yeah. And and I go down the line and I and I and I tell her family, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry." Um, and then her father is is standing at the end of the line, and Um, he he grabs my hand and he he pulls me in close and he says john i just have one question and he said this is exactly what sadie would want if you die tonight Hmm. are you sure you will go to heaven and i wasn't sure oh i understand
1: i understand so you know, I was flipping through my Bible and I'm, I'm at Matthew, uh, chapter seven, John, if you want to you wanna follow me, but I'm, I'm on Matthew chapter seven. So, you know, I, I was truly blessed. Um, we got married, my wife and I, which is my total. Uh, I can honestly be one of those guys that says my wife's my hero. She, she has been a blessing for me. Um, when we got married, we, um, it's always been been the two of us actually we we've been married longer now than we lived with our parents so yeah, uh that's awesome and you know once we had emily and we spent a lot of time still not in church she or i neither one we had emily and uh this lady would, where i was working at at the time would come by all the time And she say, look you need to get that baby in church I mean, I fought it for like a year. Yeah. And I just told Chrissy one more. And the funny thing is that we're doing this podcast, uh, this Sunday will make 16 years that we walked into that church. That's awesome. And that day when we went in there, I looked at my wife and said, look, we're going to just prove this lady wrong. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't need to be in there, but I'm going to do it so she'll leave me alone and shut her up. And the funny thing was uh, I have not left that church. Yeah, yeah. But you were talking about that same conversation with uh Pastor Bill and uh set Chrissy and I down and he asked us, he said, if you if you were to die tonight, would you go to heaven? And I'm like, No. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And you know, everybody starts everybody brings up this verse to me. And it's uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. It says, Judge not that you be be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And and I'm going to stop right there because, you know, that's absolutely true. I can't judge you. I can't judge Hannah. I can't judge anyone else out there. But God can. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and when we're sitting here, people people use this verse all the time that says, you know, well, you can't judge me, God can Well, that should be enough to scare you because that scared me. Yeah. I don't know how it was for you, but I was running from God to a certain point in my life because I didn't know anything about forgiveness.
0: Absolutely. And we we actually just spent some time talking to our students about about that passage uh actually just a couple a couple sunday nights ago and um you know verse verse five says hypocrite first take the beam of wood out of your eye and then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye um and and for me you know you you talked about being scared and you know here here i was a sophomore in high school um and and i'm hearing this and You know, this whole time I'm thinking I'm doing the right things. I'm a good person. I'm good to go. And that question just shook me. Just knowing God's judgment isn't based on if I'm a good person, right? And and so you know, a verse you know, a verse that I share, you know, telling my story um, is actually in Titus. uh, And uh, so Titus one sixteen it says they claim to know God, which. Up into my, li- my life, up into that point, I had been the person to claim to know God. I've right. been the person to claim, right, that I was a believer, that I was a Christian, and 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 so. But then it says, "But they deny him by their works; they are detestable, disobedient, right. and unfit for any good work." And so, going back to that judgment, it doesn't matter the good work that I do, um, and, and and so that's a that's a huge part of of, of my story as I. I claimed right to be something that i tr- that i really wasn't and um and and i'm glad that that was exposed as a <laughs> high school student
1: well and for me it was for me sitting in pastor bill's uh office and i know we're running short on time here and we'll get to the next part in a moment but for me sitting sitting in pastor bill's office i knew I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, I know I've done some great things in my life, but I also knew I've sinned and I've made mistakes. And the, the whole point of, I don't care if John Hubbard, I'd rather, much rather have John Hubbard judge me than I would God judge yeah. me. But then when I learned about forgiveness, and I guess we can talk about that here in our next episode, but uh, that forgiveness is what I needed to hear yeah. And, and, and it was, it was just, it was just a, a blessing. Yeah. I, that's the only way I can pronounce it because Gary breeding did not deserve it. Yeah. I, I till the day I do not believe I deserve the forgiveness that God gave me. So John, if we can leave it there and we'll go to next, we, we'll get on the next podcast. This is Gary Breeding, associate pastor with North Star
0: Baptist Church. And this is John Hubbard, and you're listening to Christ in the Arena.